0: what's up everybody and welcome back to laying the points with farley bets as you can probably hear voice is a little off a little stuffy under the weather great timing right before the christmas weekend um but i had to get on here offer a short podcast to talk about week 16. i really appreciate my loyal listeners those who download and subscribe to this podcast Laying the points with Farley Betts is brought to you by me, Chris R. Farley, a.k.a. at Farley Betts on Instagram and Twitter. We won circa 114K cash prize. We've been in this industry now as a professional sports better for three years. Um, hit some pretty historic marks in the NFL and the NBA. We offer premium picks. Hit me up at Farley Betts if you're interested. Running very hot in the NBA right now, 17-5. and five. Plus 14 units the past week. Last week in the NFL, not so hot. My worst weekend of this season, minus 10 units. Still very much in the black. About plus 10 units overall this season. But we got our ass kicked last week. And that's kind of why, or or that's how I want to start the podcast today. I should just talk for a second about that, about mental health. Listen, this NFL product is crazy between the officiating and some of the terrible penalties that are called, a lot of the penalties that are not called. Um, you know, you have a team in the Seahawks who couldn't buy a win and they beat the Eagles, the Mighty Eagles, a Monday Night Football. You know, Titans a week ago beat the Dolphins as 14-point underdogs. Survivor contests are wilder than ever. Um and you had a bunch of teams last week, like the Jaguars left so many points off the board that they should have had. The commanders probably should have covered. We just had a lot of positions that felt like, you know, if we hadn't been through this kind of shit before, we'd be pulling our hair out and just, uh, you know, it's it's really easy to get frustrated. And trust me, I've been extremely frustrated in the past and I've I've grown, I've matured to Put it into this kind of perspective okay we fool ourselves when we think that we can predict any part of human nature let alone not just human behavior but group behavior right it's even more sporadic it's even more spontaneous and in this pro sport that we call the nfl the variance the volatility the, the upside-down nature of the kind of things that happen week to week, the teeter-tottering of these teams, teams looking like world beaters one week and then looking like shit the next. Right? Like we see that all the time. Look at the Cowboys. Cowboys go up to Orchard Park, and they get dominated by the Bills. After, what, five straight weeks of putting up at least 33 points, of course, a lot of those games at home, a lot of those games against not very good teams, but the way they got their ass kicked, like, that's not the same Cowboys we've been seeing. I like that spot for the Bills. But you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a crazy, crazy league. Like, the Green Bay defense this past Sunday against Tampa Bay, a defense that's been playing really well for the last few weeks, like Jordan Love playing better, defense playing better. The Bucks did whatever they wanted against the Green Bay defense. Who, who could have saw that shit coming? Baker Mayfield had like a perfect passer rating in that game, right? Like These kind of things, like the Packers were one of my favorite plays last weekend. These are the kind of things that are just incredibly difficult. It is completely normal to feel the mental health effects of those kind of things, right? Like a little bit of depression, uh, you know, anger, maybe you get moody mood changes around your loved ones. That's why it's super important to always stick to consistency in your unit sizes, to not overbet, not put down too much money on any one wager. And it's just important to go into every season knowing that even if your football knowledge is better than anyone else in the world, you're still going to lose a lot of bets in the NFL. Like at the end of the day, and I just put out a tweet about this, it's not really about your football knowledge. It's more about the market and it's more about your own processes, your own approaches, your own mental health, knowing maybe what bets you don't need to put down. And then, you know, being confident in the ones you do. And that's a growth process for every sports better, right? It's it's not easy to do at first, especially if you start winning right away. Like first NBA season, I hit 58%. Second NBA season, I hit 56%. That's 57% against the spread my first two NBA seasons as a public-facing pro sports bettor. Those are pretty historic marks. Not a lot of guys go 57% for two years. But uh, then we had a regression year last season. Got crushed, absolutely crushed in December but I found a way to still be in the black by the end of the season. But I I hit it like 51, 52%, something like that. Drastic drop off. So I had to kind of take a look at what I was doing wrong on my own process. I was damn sure betting way too much in November and December. Cause you know, historically I'm just the best in January through March. So these things, this self, these self assessments are important. We're all going through it. Like, all these assholes who just like prognosticate about their models and their football knowledge. And that, you know, there's a lot of that going on on Twitter. And the reality is most of those SOBs, (laughs) they don't know any more than you do. You know, they might, they might just be a good, a good writer, a better writer. They might just have a good model, but it's, it's certainly not a fail safe. They're losing too. There's this guy, I'm not going to name his name. But he came on my podcast preseason, pre-NFL season. Boy, was he cocky, condescending. Acting like kind of a snob, feeling himself. He's been getting his ass kicked all season. Kind of like the guy before. Then when he came on my pod, I thought he was annoying as fuck. You probably know who he is. I'm not going to say any names. I don't wish for anybody to do poorly. But it's it is nice to see some of these snobby, holier-than-thou, Twitter bros. This guy's not a bro, but you know what I mean? Uh, being knocked off their pedestal a little bit. So there's a lot of that. Everybody's going to have bad seasons. Everybody's going to have bad stretches. We had a bad week 15, but I love the week that follows a bad week because historically we we like to answer the call. We're, we're pretty damn good under adversity, if you want to call it that. And there's been some adversity this week. Hopefully my voice isn't too rough to listen to. I'll fly through these games. Check out the full slate of leans Friday at sportswagers.ca. That's where you can see all of our thoughts, me and Sherwood. Of course, you can listen to this, laying the points every week. We'll be talking more NBA starting in January. And let's get to it. Week 16, ladies and gents. Saints and Rams. This number's dropping a little bit. Saints plus three and a half now. I'm going by DraftKings. Hearing a lot of guys and gals say that the Rams are an easy bet. And that's what scares me off this bet. The Rams have been really good for about a month. They've covered four straight games. Matthew Stafford has been damn near perfect. Just making some crazy Efficient throws, accurate throws, dimes, rifles, um, and the Rams are—you know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's playoff season, right? It's late December. Sean McVay's been here before. Matthew Stafford's been there before. Aaron Donald's been there before. They got some great young players, especially on offense, and they're stepping up. And the Saints have only beat bad teams. Like the Saints are not a good team. I think I think most of us know that now. So it's easy to just be like, take the Rams but the market has never been higher on the Rams and they're still just three and a half for most of the week. Like that's not a huge line at home. Something's weird about this game. I would just avoid it. I know it's hard to avoid things. I would just avoid it. Bengals at the Steelers on Saturday. Um, Listen, nothing makes me want to take the Steelers here. Like I don't have confidence necessarily in Mason Rudolph. Who's not going to be starting for quarterback at quarterback for them? You know he he's a he's he's going he's gonna to be more stable than Mitch Trubisky. He's going to he's more of a system guy. He's a tough guy, six five, big dude. But even with how well Jake Browning has played, and you know if you've listened to me, I love this Bengals organization. They know how to step up at this time of year. Even with all that, I lean Steelers. Steelers probably make a good teaser leg. They're at home. Tomlin is seven and seven. They gotta win two out of the last three games Not gonna be easy not an easy schedule which means they pretty much means they have to win this one especially if they want to make the playoffs obviously back against the wall Tomlin is almost um like he's been brash in the media like looking like overly confident, which is kind of crazy. but this is kind of what Mike Tomlin does. Gets his team going for big games like this. Jake Browning has never had to go get up against T.J. Watt in Pittsburgh. It's not going to be easy for the Bengals. Bills at Chargers. Not much to say about this game. Everybody loves the Bills right now. So do I. They're playing fantastic. They have to win to get to the playoffs. This is a game they can obviously win by margin, as the 11-and-a-half uh, indicates um and that's the side i would lean i mean there's nothing good to look at when it comes to the charges right now right brandon staley just got fired maybe after a coach gets fired maybe that's one thing but not this team this team is in, in shambles you know they need a jim harbaugh or a bill belichick or you know somebody fresh so all bills in that one for me i wouldn't even consider anything else lions vikings nick mullen starting again for the vikings Indoors, I just kind of trust the Lions' offense. Like, we see the Lions get in trouble when they're outside against good defenses. And Minnesota's defense has been a really good, I mean, top 10 unit for sure. They're going to bring the heat. Detroit hasn't faced their defense yet. And it's interesting because, you know, maybe if they face the Vikings in week three, the Lions blow out the Vikings. But this defense has grown, they know who they are, they're aggressive. Brian Flores has brought a new attitude over there for their defense. So this is probably going to be a close game, but I would still lean Lions indoors. Just a a way more potent offense. Still a pretty pretty good defense, too. We saw them step up finally a little bit last week in a big win at home. So lean Lions. Total is probably a little too high at 47. Packers and Panthers. Packers fresh off of looking like absolute trash at home, especially on defense. We're now five-point favorites on the road at Carolina. But Carolina won their second game of the year last weekend. Probably not a lot of incentive for them to keep winning right now. Uh, You know, they want to come together. They want to feel better about themselves, but so do the Packers. Packers can still make the playoffs, although that's slipping a little bit now. Um, That's a a weird game, guys. Five, I would just avoid at all costs. Seahawks, Titans, it's interesting that it's just two and a half. I know Seahawks are on the road. The Titans have been good at home, um, except for last week. And then, of course, they lost against the Colts at home. So the last two games at home haven't looked very good. But um, I like Geno Smith coming back and kind of amplifying what happened on Mother Night Football for the Seahawks. Pete Carroll is a damn good coach in these situations. You know, his record is unbelievable with the Seahawks. They've never missed the playoffs two years in a row. Now, of course, they made it last year. So they, you know, I'm, I'm, but I'm just saying, he, he knows how to get his team going. Titans are starting to seem a little bit like there's you know trouble organizationally. Whispers about Vrabel going somewhere else after this season. Derrick Henry going somewhere else. Just don't really trust the Titans right now. I would lean Seahawks. Commanders, Jets, haven't really thought much about this one. Don't want to think a lot about it. Like, who's going to be more motivated here? This is a dry number three for the Jets at home, as it should be. Just avoid it. Browns, Texans. We should get C.J. Stroud back this week, I'd imagine, but he still hasn't practiced last time I saw. But, you know, Browns have been a different team on the road, especially a different defense. Look at how teams have done against the Browns on the road, and it ain't the same. And if C.J. Stroud comes back, who I love that, Um, Case Keenum on the Manning cast was talking about how he knows this kid is special, he just has that it factor. Love to hear that because I can see it on the field, we can all see it. But a testimony from a fellow quarterback, a backup quarterback, is it's pretty serious. I think CJ Stroud, if he plays, that the Texans are going to win this game. That's where I would lean, but we don't know if he's playing or not. Colts Falcons, we saw that number switch over. The Falcons were a short dog at home. Now they're a very short favorite, minus one at home. Totals right there at forty-four and a half, which is like a pretty nebulous number. Um, wouldn't touch the total. Don't know what to expect from these two teams week to week. But you know, I've said it before. It kind of feels like the Colts have hit their ceiling. They're playing well. They can. I mean, they can still win the AFC South. Shane Steichen, damn good coach, right? Like he's already proving that he can change a team and and do the most with not a lot of great players. I mean. If the Colts draft and do well in the offseason, watch out for this team next year. But now, Arthur Smith, a lot of like talk in the media about his job being on the line. Falcons can still win this division if they went out. They're back at home. Kind of lean Falcons, like feisty little all in spot for the Falcons. Jaguars and Bucks. Bucks minus one at home. Battle of Florida. I guess, except for Miami, um. But are we sure the Bucks are that good? I mean, Green Bay just like didn't show up last week. Kudos to Baker. Like that whole team takes on his mentality, and it's a good mentality. He's a he's a fighter. Played great last week, but now like the Jags have dropped a few in a row. Now like they left a lot of points on the board last week, guys. Like a lot of you know turnovers, and they're uh, on the their opponent's side of the field. Just just Sloppy football from Trevor the past few weeks, especially missed opportunities. I think this could be a week where it all comes together for the Jags, so I lean their direction. Cowboys and Dolphins talk about a buy low, sell high type of situation. Cowboys just got their ass kicked, they look terrible. And when they've been on the road, they've looked for the most part like a different team. So now they're on the road again. But the thing is, you know, they haven't lost two games in a row. Um, Mike McCarthy knows how to get his team to respond after being really embarrassed. We've seen it plenty. Dolphins a 30 to zero easy win last week against the Jets. It's going to be sunny in South Florida, 70 degrees, no inclement weather. Still think the Cowboys have a better defense. Miami Dolphins offensive line is not practicing for some reason. Like every player on their offensive line missed practice at a certain point this week. So they're pretty banged up. We'll see if Tyreek Hill plays. Obviously a big difference maker, but I don't know. If your offensive line is that banged up, and here comes Micah Parsons, and the Cowboys now have to answer if they want to stay and compete for the number one seed. It's ugly, but I lean Dallas. Cardinals, Bears. The Bears have like a 0.4 chance to make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. Both these teams are eliminated. And as far as I'm concerned, you can read my full article. On this at, at PicksWise, where I release uh, four write ups or eight write ups on, on four games on the, the total and spread every week. But um, yeah, Cardinals plus four. Like this should be a pick I think. These are pretty evenly matched teams. Chicago really flailed last week. Like that's the end of their playoff shots. But Justin Fields and Kyler Murray are both going to be competing, you would hope, you would think, for their own positions careers contracts future contracts and they both had bad weeks last week so i think we could see some points in this one chicago weather is, is, is looking pretty decent to like 40s no precipitation not a ton of wind as usual uh but you know you kind of i got a lean dog because uh, i think it could go either way bears 0 and two is a favorite the last two seasons too it's not like they're used to being the favorite Patriots Broncos. I've been really avoiding Patriots games because, like, I'm waiting for this all in, all in for Bill win for the Patriots, right? And I guess we saw that two weeks ago when the Patriots beat the Steelers. Um, but I mean, Broncos off a loss at home, six and a half point favorites. Is it? That's a big spread for for a Broncos team that looked shitty, real shitty to start the season. Their defense really let them down against the Lions last week. I got to check the weather in this one, but still lean Broncos, but six and a half on Denver. Like when I say it's about the market, that's what we mean, right? Like Broncos haven't been a favorite like that all year. I know it's the Patriots, but it's uncomfortable. Raiders, Chiefs, the Chiefs dominate the Raiders historically, but the Chiefs just don't warrant a ton of trust right now either. Raiders playing hard for Antonio Pierce still coming off that crazy what 63 point win on Thursday night football. Or not 63 point win, but they dropped 63 points. Um I'll just I'll just go. I'll just say lean Chiefs, but probably not gonna touch that one. My free pick would be to bet on the Eagles. We've seen the Eagles dominate the Giants over and over again the last few seasons. The talent disparity between the Giants and Eagles. Really shows up. Really shows up in these situations. Um, it's at Philly. Philly needs to start winning again. Bad loss on the football. Bad. Defense looking bad. Would I love it if fucking Tommy DeVito and the Giants were frisky? Of course I would. I don't think it's going to happen, folks. Philly probably by, you know, 28. Ravens 49ers, marquee game of the week, the final game of the week. Christmas Day, 8 o'clock, 8.15, whatever. I want to bet on the 49ers to cover this line. I think they're a way better team than the Ravens. But the Ravens have been stepping up. And the Ravens have proved me wrong a lot this season. I'm going to lean over 47. One team is going to be chasing probably Baltimore. But I would lean San Francisco, but it's going to be tough um, for me to actually bet on it right? Because you could be bullish here, cross-country, obviously, road trip for the Ravens. Things have been going well, but they're getting a little fortunate in some of these spots. Again, you know, the Jaguars, that whole situation, like, they're just, the the Ravens didn't completely, I'll I'll play the Jaguars. Jaguars just shot themselves in the foot over and over again. So the Ravens are just kind of getting, I mean, they're a very good team, but it feels like maybe their time is due. Maybe they get shellacked here. So I would lean San Francisco, but mm, it's going to be tough for me to actually lay a wager on that one as well, because uh, it's going to feel like a clash of the Titans and the Ravens care about that too, right? Ravens are going for that number one seed, folks. And it is right in front of them. Especially especially if Miami loses this weekend. Yeah, it could be what, like two games up. So Baltimore is going to be feisty. I'm sure at certain points in this game, is it enough? To take on the megalith that is the 49ers right now. I'm not so sure. 49ers at home. Pretty, pretty convenient setup here for San Francisco. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'm glad this pod's over because my voice is dying. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays to all of you. We'll be back for week 17. Check out all my write-ups at sportswagers.ca. Follow me at FarleyBets. Let me know. About those premium picks. Let's win some damn money, folks. I love you. See you later.